0: It's the big wake up call. I'm Ryan Gatenby and time once again on a Friday morning we head over to the World News Center and visit with Bill McSci-Fi. It is Bill McCormick. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Ryan. How are you this bright, and slightly wonderful day?
1: I'm doing great. How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. I managed somehow not to do this cool thing I saw on the internet which was put a um, roast beef or some, you know, roast beef or pot roast in a mailbox and hope that the hundred degree temperature would heat it up en- enough to eat. Oh, I um, saw
0: somebody trying to bake a chocolate cake on the hood of their car.
1: Yeah. Mm, well, if the engine had been running, you might actually be able to do that, but, um,
0: I'm disappointed because <laughs> I've been waiting for the first local news to, uh, try to fry an egg on the sidewalk, especially the other day when it was a hundred
1: and I've been disappointed. Oh, it's, and that's a pity because you really should have, uh, Watch some of the more suburban news stations, because I caught a couple on the Internet, and I just went, oh, good Lord. Oh, okay. So, Yeah, so there are still reporters, and I use that term loosely, that put an egg on the sidewalk and go, look what happens when he hits egg. Well, let me just Uh.
0: use this opportunity, because one of those could be a TikTok challenge, and I don't know it. The uh, jump in front of a car to see if they stop is a TikTok thing. That's pretty bad. Yeah, don't do that. And then uh, hashtag... Smash with a baseball bat or something is going around, so don't do that.
1: Yeah, you know, basically if it's anything you'd get arrested for or killed, don't do that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not that hard, not that hard.
0: I mean, come uh, on, as a kid, we high school, we drove around on a country road and we're, we're smashing mailboxes with a baseball bat, but we didn't videotape it and incriminate ourselves, and the statute of limitations is up, so I can talk about it. That was 30 years ago. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, 40, 50 for me almost.
0: I'm just saying if, if we had had camera phones with the stuff we did as kids, yeah, we would have been imprisoned several times. I'd be in there with the, you know,
1: with the Gotti family. I'm pretty sure at this point. Nice. I <laughs> had, had a rough job. Some anyway, organ, organized
0: hijinks then Yeah, you know, organized hijinks.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you like to get the gang together as they say. Right. Um, anyway, let's move on here a little bit. Um, A couple of things. These are just things that pop up and they've shown up, especially like on my Twitter feed. Someone's like, what about this? What about that? What about uh, a couple of really quick things? First of all, they are not Disney is not making the new Miss Marvel, the Pakistani teenager into the new Captain Marvel, which is being played by Brie Larson. Those are two separate characters. They're going to be in the same movie, but they're still going to be two different people doing different things. And they have different powers and different stuff and so on and so forth. I thought we solved that before. I thought so too. I was wrong. Okay. Um, second of all, uh, speaking of Ms. Marvel, it has not had the ratings that some of the other powerhouses have had. And it literally, you, all you need to do is pay attention to what Disney said before they released the first episode is that they knew going in with unknown actors, no real ties to Marvel with an unknown, basically comic book character. She's only been around for, you know, less than 10 years not like Iron Man or something that's been around since the fifties and sixties or sixties, excuse me. Um, You know, she just doesn't have that kind of emotional cast with the, uh, with the audience. Yeah. They knew going in, it was going to be a bit of an uphill slog and they didn't have, you know, like Paul Isaac or somebody famous playing the character. They just had this young teenage girl that no one's heard of. And um, in a story filled with cast members, no one's heard of doing stuff that no one's heard of. They knew that was a slog going in. But they also knew that this was a great way to develop the character, and they were hoping people would circle back on it to start to get to know the character as the, as the Captain Marvel movie came out, or comes out. And to that end, they have been correct. They, most of their movie, most of the Disney Plus stuff has been about 1.5 million viewers total you know, over their little run. I love uh, how that's one,
0: disappointing, whereas if we had 1.5 million listeners to this show, we would be number one by far.
1: Yeah if, you, yeah, if we had a million and a half listeners kicking in every Friday, just even every Friday morning, you'd be making bank, driving a Bentley, you know? Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, the Mrs. Gate and Bebe waving out, wearing the furs, waving out the window with that slow wave that Princess Diana used to do. So, I mean, you'd, you'd so, be down.
0: So if I had money, you think I would, like, become part of the English aristocracy?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I
0: could see that. Why not?
1: Why not? But anyway, so, but Disney knew what was going on with Ms. Marvel, um, Marvel knew what was going on with Ms. Marvel and all things considered the original projections on it. And I've seen these the original projections were if they got a half million viewers on this thing, they were going to be ecstatic because there's just so much new stuff they were throwing out there. It's blown past the three quarter million Mark already. And it's people are, are circling back. It's getting great word of mouth. It's an um, IMDB. It's like 98% positive reviews. It is. People are circling back, circling on it, circling on it. They're getting to know this character. So when the movie does come out later, you know, next year with, uh, Brie Larson and all the rest of the kids, it should have developed a nice little cache where people are going to want to see this character, want to know this character. Well, his, and, here's um, how
0: you, you get ratings. Like she's a teenager. Spider-Man was a teenager. Why doesn't Spider-Man
1: show up? Um, that was actually thought of, um, they, they thought of crossing over because for that exact same reason. And, um, They've decided against it just because they've got so much going on. They're bringing up the clandestine, which is the original djinn from the Marvel Universe, which is part of the Eternals, which is part of the Immortals, which is blah, blah, blah. They've got a lot to play with already. And then out of the blue, this week's episode, Brennan, a character from Thor, Love and Thunder, Thor uh, Ragnarok, the Thor series, and uh, brought that back to life and put it up in, in the in her universe. So they've got a lot going on there, but they're trying to focus on her. Uh, and I think Spider-Man would take the focus way away from her. Yeah, it would put numbers on the board, but at the end of the day, they would lose the whole point of doing the show. Mm-hmm. So so they've done that, and they're doing a great job. Um, I, my, my soon bride-to-be, Kim and I, uh, we are addicted to it. We love it tremendously. I've noticed people who are into comics are digging this. Uh, when I go to message boards that are like comic book oriented or independent creators or what have you, they love this show. And more and more people are starting to introduce their children to it and introduce their daughters to it because it's a young adult show. And it works really, really well. Um, It's going to be fine. Speaking of shows that have tanked, and uh, my new favorite is Go Woke, Go Broke. I love that hashtag. I'm going to use it on everything. Okay. Um, Anyway, uh, they're talking about Lightyear, Lightyear Dumped. And this, Lightyear has a lesbian kiss in it between puppets. Wait, what? Yeah, if if that's the thing that makes you lose your mind, then maybe your mind has been gone for a long time. Oh, Because Star Trek's been having live women do live kissing for 20 years, you know, and they ain't losing any money over that. No, what happened with Lightyear is pretty straightforward, and I can sum it up thusly. I'll tell you what Lightyear is about now, and you have to tell me how many trailers you saw that told you this, that let you know what you were into. Mm -hmm. Lightyear. Before he was a toy, he was an astronaut who saved the galaxy, Buzz Lightyear. That's it. That's what this
0: movie is. But that
1: was not made explicit in the trailer. That's never in the trailer. There's nothing in the trailer. And then there's characters in the movie, like the the talking kitty cat, that are not in any of the things. Which, if you were going to make a toy out of Buzz Lightyear, wouldn't you bring the talking kitty cat with you? Of course you would. would, Of course you would. That would be making bank. So this is a movie, um, a friend of mine who worked for Marvel said it, and I definitely want to make sure this person's name never sees the light of day because they will probably lose their job. But they said this is the movie nobody asked for and even fewer people want.
0: Yeah. Well, I know there's the thing, oh, they didn't want to get Tim Allen because he's a conservative, and now they got Chris Evans. But I think, wouldn't you want to make a toy? Wouldn't you want the voice of the toy to
1: sound like the voice of the live character? Well, you wanted to emulate it so yeah. I, I get the difference there the difference and the Timmy Allen thing let's just put this to bed right away. Timmy Allen just signed a twenty five million dollar contract to do another uh Santa Claus movie, okay then, through Disney, <laughs> yeah, through Disney, okay, so if they're giving this guy twenty five million dollars, they're not hating on him, no, you know um. When you start when you start dumping out that kind of money, that that's Christmas money. Mommy and Daddy are going to be able to put a they're going to put a, a roast turkey or roast goose on the table this holiday season. They are not starving to death. So Tim Allen's going to be fine. Don't worry about Uncle Tim. Okay, I, I wasn't worried about him. I, I really wasn't either. But uh, I you know when I was a kid, I used to go see him. I thought he was funny. And then as I got as he got older, I'm like, ooh, what happened to the funny guy? But whatever, there he is, Tim. Um. All right, so let's move on. Let's move on. I want to hit a couple of fun conspiracy theories. Oh, fun conspiracy
0: theories. I like the fun ones versus the politically
1: charged ones. Oh, no, 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 no politics. No politics. I, I like being a guest on this show. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, first one. Voyager has been sending back weird signals, and NASA is starting to shut it down, Voyager 1 specifically. Um, and this is, of course, because you know what I'm about to say. This is proof that aliens are trying to contact us and the government is shutting it down because they don't want us to know about it. Right. That's your If that's your go-to on this... Okay, uh, backing up for a second, stepping to the side, looking at the things. A couple of things come to mind. Very first, NASA.gov, nasa.gov is a publicly owned website, which is part of a publicly owned company. And all of the data and all of the science that goes into NASA is posted publicly you can find it there are search engines there are different ways you can get to it and obviously stories that they're promoting are on the front of the site and stories that just have you know yeah research required are in the back of the site
0: you can't um, tell me there's there's stuff that comes in that could be a matter of national security interest that they don't bury the
1: way nasa works and i've seen them do this before when they ran across um when Australia was starting to show up things where they were having a problem, where they were showing these waves that were like uh, that could be alien contacts, um, they put that into national security at the time. I forget which administration it was, um, but they put that into national security until they could find out exactly what it was, which turned out to be a good call because it turned out to be the microwave at the Perth uh, auxiliary. Somebody had ripped the sh- uh, shielding off the back, so every time they put in to heat up a cup of coffee or a muffin, it was sending signals to the antenna above the building. Okay, then. So yeah, our alien contact was some guy trying to hook up a fish dinner and making the whole office smell bad
0: I tell you what, I wish some alien would take me away when uh, somebody from HR keeps heating up fish in the microwave
1: <laughs> Yeah, we, we won't discuss that I, yeah. I worked at an office one time where a guy actually I, I was convinced there were like things dying in the, in the cafeteria section
0: Oh, for like sure things.
1: I mean, sometimes
0: this building sounds like, feels like, smells like someone died, came back to life long enough to fart,
1: and then died again. That's visual. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. For those playing at home, his name is Ryan (laughs) Gatenby. Anyway, um, so what's happening is this. There's two things happening. Voyager was launched in 1977. It was supposed to last five years, 10 at the outside with the batteries that it had, which are nuclear fusion or nuclear batteries. Um, it is 45 years 40, yeah, forty-five years into its flight. Those batteries are starting to die. If you look at the transmissions that these people are talking about that is proof of alien life, and by the way, they're posted, they're public, you can go to NASA.gov, you can go to Jet Propulsion Laboratory's website, feel free to read them. They're there, they're in mathematical code, binary code, yeah. but they're there, and you can sit there and you can actually Google Translate binary into English to figure out what it's saying. Where it's is Voyager right now? Uh, it's outside the solar system, but it's like 16 billion miles away. Hmm. It, it's it's a trek away. I think it's, what is it, 40 days for it to, uh, for signals to go back and forth between us and it. So, hmm. you know, they have to be careful there. All right. So anyway, the battery is dying, finally, after all these years. and uh, So what you get... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put this in layman's terms. I was about to go into a deep dive about mathematical algorithms and stuff, and I'm not going to do that. Yeah, we don't have time Instead, for that. We don't have, yeah, nobody nobody got time for that. Um, sorry, sorry. Anyway, um, basically Voyager's having a stroke. Oh, no. It's losing half of its brain cells. It's losing half of it right now in real time. Um, NASA had already planned to do a power down around this time to see if they could get Voyager to last till 2030. That's, they've had to kick that up. It was supposed to happen at the end of 2025. They're moving that up to now for the obvious reason. They they need to shut some stuff off so it uses less power and hopefully they can still get more data, or data, uh, from outside the known known galaxy. Um, and they're going to be doing the same thing to Voyager two, which is following behind it by about five billion miles. Um, they they're still learning a ton of stuff. But if you look at it, I mean, it's just insane. and I'm being very very simplistic here, but it's basically it's having a stroke. It's part of its brain is no longer working. It doesn't have the power to work. Just it's like a human, you have a stroke in a human brain, you either have too much blood to one second or not enough at all. It starts shutting down. That's what's happening to Voyager. And um, can it also you know, have
0: a heart attack so Voyager could send back a message saying, Elizabeth, this is the big one. I'm coming to join you?
1: No, they, NASA missed that opportunity, which I'm amazed considering this is the same group of people who. At one point with uh, Curiosity on Mars, figured out how the different pitches work from its different things. Like if it was drilling for this, it made this noise. Yeah. And if it was looking for that, it made that noise. And they put it all together in a computer loop and made the thing do all these uh, motions together at the same time so that the Curiosity rover sang happy birthday to itself on Mars. Nice.
0: Yeah. When did Voyager launch? It was like
1: 1977. Sanford and Son was probably still on. Yeah, it was, uh, it was summer of 1977, both Voyager 1 and 2 launched. Okay. Um, and uh, they t- they've been taking different elliptical paths into the universe. Um, Voyager 2 is actually still in pretty good shape. Uh, it has not shown any sign uh, that its battery is giving out. It's still sending back regular data and everything else like that. Well,
0: that one was better because it was uh, 200,009 volts. <laughs> It
1: was, it was, it's fun. But anyway, so there you go. So there are no aliens. It's just an old piece of machinery that should have died in 1987 at the absolute latest. And it's still out there clicking along. If anything, this is an amazing technological success and amazing scientific success. And you should be cheering the people who did all this work and put it all together. And if you can go to nasa.gov, take a look around, buy some souvenirs, help out the people down there. And I actually know I'm in a group now. And actually, we're gonna, you know what? Let's let's segue to the group I'm in because it involves NASA scientists, and then we get to our next story. Okay, we got about a minute though. Oh, all right, we'll do it next week because I don't want to lose this. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm a member of a a group of scientists, and we'll talk about it next week. But you are um, not—you are not a scientist. I am not a scientist. I'm a science fiction writer. But like anyone who's working, if you're a criminologist. Or you write crime stories. You want to talk to cops. Sure. You don't necessarily want to go out and murder people. You just want to talk to cops.
0: (laughs) Right. Um,
1: Unless you're a method author. uh, Yeah, I am not. I am not. Uh, But uh, so I I belong to groups of real scientists. But we'll talk about it next week. It's fun. It's about an alien intelligence that's living here on Earth. And we're not really quite sure what to do with it. And, of course, Google owns it.
0: All right. Well, that is a great stomping point. So let's send everybody everywhere uh, at BillMcSciFy, BillMcSciFy.com, at Big Wake Up Call. You can find the all-new Big Wake Up Call podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I was going to say where podcasts were sold, but do not pay for podcasts. That's stupid. Uh, Bill, thank you as always. We will talk next time. All right, my friend. You take care.
1: Bye.